said, you motherfuckers is crazy. I said, I got to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. And now for our feature presentation. Baby, you gotta know that I'm just out here doing what I gotta do for me and you when we eatin'. So bitch, why the fuck is you trippin'? I'm taking these chances, my head to the sky, my feet on the ground, my fingers to the judge. If the money don't move, then I won't budge, won't budge. No, I won't budge, no, no. Here's the motivation Facing the avenue Back touching the wall Got the weed Got the gun Gotta run When I hear the bird call Damn Hopping that thing And murk off Swerve off You know me They call me Birdman Junior Anybody murderer And Birdman sponsor it Phantom of the opera All black Crop tent Locked in I can let them shots out You can't get no shots in Bulletproof Leave a nigga With a bulletproof Shoot you in your mouth Leave raw They call them bulletproof I'm like Alright, welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Life As I See It, the podcast. I'm your host, Jers, aka Life As I See It, episode 113. Uh, we got the fellas in the building this week. We got uh, Rico Key in the building. We got Wolves in the building. Uh, shout out to uh, C and Gert. Um, but, uh, you know, like we say every week, just making sure that all of y'all out there are subscribed to the pod. So if you ain't subscribed to the pod yet, make sure that you do on Apple and on Spotify. Make sure that uh, you leave your ratings and your comments on Apple. You know, like I said before, that kind of helps with the algorithms and all that, helps other people find it. So make sure you like, subscribe, leave your comments on Apple. Uh, make sure that you are shopping for your candles and your smell goods at LuxCollectionLLC.com. Of course, we still got a few more of those Life As I See It podcast candles. Smelling so marvelous, smelling so elegant. <laughs> Make sure y'all get y'all your life as I see it podcast candles at luxcollectionllc.com and make sure that you uh, subscribe to our Patreon for visual content at patreon.com backslash life as I see it podcast. Um, so this week, real quick, I want to um, I just want to kind of give a shout out to uh, to my alma mater, Norfolk State University, because um, over the weekend, I believe that they gave Pharrell um, an honorary doctorate um, at Norfolk State. So round of applause for that because that's that's super dope. Um, anytime that, you know, anytime my school gets some light shined on it, I'm always put the spotlight. So shout out to Norfolk State, shout out to Pharrell, shout out to VA and that that whole situation down there. Um, and and in the spirit of, you know, just mentioning um, doctorates and education and all of that, um, we've heard, you know, for throughout her career that Magda Stallion was kind of doing her career and school at the same time. So I believe over the weekend, she also graduated from uh, TSU, which is Texas Southern University, another HBCU. So uh, shout out to her as well. And shout out to everybody out there who, you know, graduated or attended a HBCU. HBCU. Um, congratulations are in order for that as well. Um, but yo, yo, what what does what does that mean though for the people who don't know, like honorary doctor? What that mean? So essentially, it's like you are somebody who they deem to be uh, iconic. I, I, they do actually have like a, a criteria. I don't know what the specific criteria is, but um, you know, of course, you got to fit that criteria. But they just believe that you know you're somebody who is iconic and somebody who. Um, 
has done enough within whether it's the community or the culture or what have you and they want to honor you by making you a part of their community um so whether it's an honorary doctorate from a school or whether it's an honorary um um like fraternity spot like for example michael jordan michael jordan didn't go to a hbcu he didn't pledge for any hbcu but he's an honorary uh, member of omega sci-fi which is also you know they known as the cubes um a lot of people do that too Yo, that's for fraternities and, and sororities it is it is but it's 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 just kind of yeah, like that's why i want that's why i wanted just explain it so they don't just like gloss over it because it's like a it's just it's, it's pros and cons to it so to me it's dope but other people might see it as like nah that's some bullshit cheating whatever <laughs> michael was so cute? it's a good it's a good yin and yang with that yeah, Mike. It's a lot of people. It ain't just Jordan. I mean, it's a whole list of people. You can kind of look it up on your own time out there. Like, but it's a lot of people who get honorary doctorate degrees or honorary um, members of fraternities and sororities. So, of course, everybody or majority have to agree on it. It's not just like whoever's the president says, you know what, I want to make someone so a part of it. Nah, they still have a committee. There's still a process. Again, I don't know all of the intricate details of it. Um, and I, you know, to a certain degree. I do, I understand at least the whole cheat code perspective because especially for the people who endured, whether it's four to four to 10 years of schooling to get their doctorate or whether it's somebody who actually was pledging online undergrad and went through, whether it was hazing or just learning the information, like, you know, it's a, you have a different appreciation when you went through it, you know what I'm saying? So um, I do understand that perspective, but um again shout out to those individuals nonetheless especially meg because meg actually did complete her courses she's she was in school even before her career popped off so obviously you know with her career getting as big as it did she didn't have you know the time to like finish in i guess her typical four years or whatever the case may be but she did finish and i'm a definite i'm definitely a proponent of it don't matter how long it takes for you to finish as long as you get your papers so Shout out to her um, and everybody else as well. Word up. The story was for her mother. Mother, That was one of her mother's requests, you know. And obviously her mother passed away, rest in peace. So she saw yeah. it through because she really probably didn't have to at this point. Right, right, right. Uh, same, with, um, same with Shaq. Shaq did the same thing. I remember Shaq years ago. Um, he, um, you know, he finished. He got his degree. I think that he did that like kind of for his pops or what have you. Um, and we know, I mean, Shaq is in the league, you know, he didn't have to do it. But um, for those who, you know, have the perspective of, well, if I started it, I want to finish it. I salute him. It, like I said, it don't matter if it take 15 years, you know, what I mean, it ain't nobody business because on that degree, it don't say it took him or her 15 years to graduate. That should say bachelor's, that should say, you know, doctorate or whatever it says on there. So um, that's 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 what's most important. So shout out to all of them. Um, so um, this week, let me see. Where do I want to start this week? Well, let's just talk about um, the the I guess some of the biggest news over the weekend or what have you. You had the the Larry Hoover benefit concert, which was Drake and Kanye West. Um, they performed at the Coliseum in L.A. Um, sold out crowd. And, you know, I remember a couple of weeks ago, C asked, 
what does this have to do with Larry Hoover? <laughs> um, which I guess is still a valid question because um, I, I'm not sure what any of us said that, you know, it would have to do with Larry Hoover, but I know a perspective is supposed to bring awareness to his case, his trial, and maybe help in some way, shape, or form. Well, the concert happened. It really was kind of like the Kanye show. Drake did a little something, something, but it was really kind of like the Kanye show, especially from the aesthetics of how the stage looked and the presentation, the smoke, the sound, all of that. Um, did any of y'all see like any of the clips or watch it at all, or did y'all tap into that at all? Nah, I just saw whatever they put online. I ain't really tap in, tap in. Yeah. Um, what about you, Key? Oh, nah, hell, nah. That was probably too rich for my blood. Then you had to pay for it or some shit. I just seen some clips. Nah, well, well it was free. It was free on Amazon Prime, I believe, but I still ain't had the time to watch it though. Yeah, I missed that. Yeah, I actually was. Um, you know, I I was working, so I be working late, and um. On the way home, um, I had seen on Twitter, like, people was talking about it. I didn't even know where you could watch it, but I did go to YouTube, and, like, YouTube had a couple live streams or whatever, so I caught, like, a little bit of the end of it while I was stuck in traffic. And, um, you know, I mean, it was all right. What I will say is this. Um, I was surprised that Ye performed some of the songs that he did perform because I know he said once upon a time, whenever he had gone through his transformation of being like more in tune with his Christianity or what have you, um, he was saying that he wasn't going to do anything other than like his quote unquote gospel style music, or he didn't want to do anything like any of his old catalog. He only wanted to do the new stuff that was more, you know, praising God in his own words. Um, but he did, a, he did all of his old slaps. Like, I mean, he did can't tell me nothing. He did all of the likes he did. Yeah, he um, had no choice but Drake uh, there, though. Well, the thing about that is Drake, I feel like, didn't really go in because it was more like the Kanye show anyway. So Drake kind of really just did a lot of joints from the CLB album. He didn't really do none of his old slaps. He had a couple a couple joints that he that he did, like, but it wasn't none of the, like, the slap slaps. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he did... um. Yeah, a couple, a couple loose. Like it wasn't, it wasn't nothing. Crazy. I would have been hesitant to try to do all my banging. So look what, look what happened that Travis Scott shit when he, he started throwing them shits in the air. Uh, <laughs> she got kind of crazy. Well, well, so check it. I just saw today actually. Um, I guess Rolling Loud was over the weekend as well, and Kanye came out again. Uh, I think Future brought him out, and Kanye came on again and he performed. And he did some of those same joints, some of the old classics or what have you. So And then they banned Travis. They took him off the list. I think they did take him off the yeah, list. Yeah, so he had the baby treatment. Uh well, to a certain degree. Not not specifically the same way, but I guess you could say that. I guess you could say that. But like talking to that, like how you feel about um Travis Scott and how how A they whoever they is how they're handling him and then b how he's handling himself in terms of like doing the interview and all of that so i'm gonna start with you first key like how do you feel about travis scott um being like banned or taken off of certain festivals and then how do you feel about him doing the interview because allegedly he wanted to tell his side of the story what happened with astral world so key what you think about that after nothing i would have 
I would have told them that I'm taking a break before they even go around and start saying they banned me like they did that to me. I was like, no, I need a break to really get myself together, get this situation handled. That's what he needed been doing. That that's see the guy interview. He should just stay quiet because that shit didn't sound sincere. He was just talking. I'm like, he make it sound like he coming off a high or some shit. Like you watched it? That shit was pointing. I watched most of it at this after a point. I was like, this shit. You saying the same thing? They like going in circles. Like, I'm like, bro, you need to be talking about this situation. He just talking about like other shit, other shit. I'm like, man, you might as well just let Oprah handle this shit. Get straight to it. You feel me? See the guy? I don't know. They was fishing. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see it. I I did think by seeing that he even did an interview, especially so soon. I didn't think it probably was necessarily the best thing for him to do. Um. Because I feel like at this point, whatever you say, most people weren't really ready to hear it anyway, especially the victims and especially people who were there or what have you, or who already feel some type of way about you right now in the, in, in the wake of all of this stuff happening. I don't feel like any is anything you really could have said outside of saying, I'm sorry and rest in peace. I mean, you already had the people, the family members, he offered to pay for the funerals of certain family members who lost their life. And family members said, no, we don't want your money. We don't want you to pay. So that in itself lets you know. With that big bag. Well, that in itself just lets you know if the family ain't fucking with you, then who cares what everybody else thinks? Because the families are the most important people right now. You know what I'm saying? Those. But in all reality, I don't really. I, in that situation, I don't know if, it, if that shit was his fault, though. He was just up there doing what he usually do. Yeah. Shit just went left. I agree. I don't think it was his fault. But, you know, when you're in charge, you're the one to blame, right? So, like, when I say in charge, he was the headliner. He's the easy target. So, I feel like people, you know, just lashed out on him. But, no, I don't think it was necessarily his fault. I mean, because what was he supposed to do? Or what could he have done to avoid it? He doesn't, he may not even even know, um, well, I take that back. He did know what was going on because there were certain clips that came out from that festival that showed him saying, yo, yo, so-and-so was hurt. Like, hold on, stop the music. Like, yo, they need medical attention. Like, oh, he need an but ambulance. That's regular mosh pit shit. Yeah, I don't know if he could have known if anybody died or anything like that in the moment. So I don't know what he could have done. But I don't think that it was specifically his fault. But I understand how people act and I understand people placing the blame on him, whether it's right or wrong. But what was, what was your, uh, what was your take on, on, on those things? Yeah. I, I was saying the family not backing him or accepting his, uh, you know, his, his offer for the funeral arrangement. That, that was the body blow right there. And then right. him not, you know, cause they basically want him to take, you know, be accountable for being, I mean, whether it was his fault or it wasn't his fault, at the end of the day, this all, people went there for Travis Scott. So however it ended is how it ended. And he's not really taking no, like, blame on nothing. He's trying to say, yo, I tried to do this, I tried to do that, I, whatever, but I'm not, he basically not taking accountability for whatever part he played, you know what I mean? And that's really where it's like, all right, so now you're trying to spin it. And we already, you going to see the guy, you over here, you writing disclaimers, like, it's, it's, it's a wrap. I mean, like, people lost their lives. This ain't no... <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? This ain't no couple injuries and we back to, for doing the show. Like, people lost their lives, bro. So... We're kids. 
Yeah, kid, that dad, that straight astral world fanatic. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I, if he would have sat down and figured out a way to really, like, show some compassion and empathy on the whole situation, that would have been a better look than him trying to Barbara Walters is through Charlemagne the God. Like, that ain't, I mean, this ain't 60 minutes, bro. Like, <laughs> that shit was bad, yo. That shit was bad. He yeah, had no expression how, on his face, yo. Like, I mean, it wasn't going to be good. It's Charlemagne the God. <laughs> yo, nothing, man. He had all the expression on his face, asked the questions. I'm like, yo, look at this dude trying to do the young yalla. <laughs> but you know, but you know what? I mean, again, he's doing his job, right? So, you nah, can only Charles, for Charlemagne, it's, it's a good, bro. This is like one of the best moments for Charlemagne between this Kanye Gucci and all that. Yeah, this is perfect. But on the flip side, this is not such such a good look for Travis because of how it's coming across. Not saying his intentions wasn't. His intentions are probably in the right place. It's just everything's just coming across like this nigga don't care. He think his money gonna just brush this under the rug. That ain't happening. That's basically that's basically the consensus I got from the whole situation. Yeah. He was supposed to go to Oprah, bro. Nah, he was supposed to shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, we're right. Yo, when he's doing it, when he was doing it, I was like, son needs to shut up. Like, yeah. I agree. Charlamagne was just going deeper. Like I'm like, oh, what's that saying? Sometimes, yo. sometimes you gotta let your silence do all the talking. Yeah, you know what I'm saying or something like that. They say y'all can well, quote it, me on it, that. It, y'all can hashtag me if y'all want to use that one. But yeah, man. I'm about to say because if they if they don't if they don't say that, that's what they that's what you say, and I agree. Because <laughs> I, I heard he had did a response a response like right after it happened too. So this ain't the first time he started talking. Yeah, I think he had like a video response. Saying. Yeah, and and that one that was bad too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he definitely got to shut up. Sorry, we don't make the rules, but you know sometimes you gotta fall in line. <laughs> um, but um, you think he gonna make it out? I think everybody. If it, listen, if Kanye, if if they can love Kanye again, Travis Scott would be fine. Kanye did not catch no bodies. This is true. It's true, but I think that um, he he'll be able to bounce back. He'll be able to bounce back. It wasn't his fault. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't his fault, and it's, it's like, not like I he just... incited it. It's not he 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 ain't trumpet. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't incite a riot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Frequencies. Kanye West said his his hidden secrets frequencies. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. But. <laughs> oh, he excited. <laughs> like, do the math. Like, remember when Jordans, everybody was catching bodies, and you know, what I mean, Jordans or jackets, eight ball jackets, or shit. We might not hear about it, but I'm pretty sure across the land, somebody them got monkey dunking body for some Yeezys or something. So <laughs> that's just no different. Than that. So I see the cool grays that just came out. Huh? But we talk about back in the I day too. We talk like because I remember if you remember, you know, kids used to be getting robbed, beat up, yeah, stabbed East up. Side, 2010, 2006. And the only difference that made Jordans and all them shits difference because Jordan was like, I think he said something to the effect, like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> it was, it yeah, was he did say that. that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
Like, it was something. I'm paraphrasing, but it was something yeah. to the effect of like, man, I don't give a fuck who died, what my fuck, my business. I don't give a fuck. He said, and then he said, and then he said he sold that shit. He don't got nothing to do with that. Right. What's up? Talk about what, the hood. Yeah. Well, he don't like, care because he 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 is quoted by saying. He white said people, he said he said Republicans buy sneakers too. I know he said that for a fact. Yeah, some shit like that. Yeah. So that's just I mean again, niggas would have just shut the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but you know. On the on the sneaker talk real quick. Um I feel like Yeezy, man, he that's the number one brand right now as far as sneakers is concerned. Like I feel like he really took over the game with the Yeezys, like. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't know about them predator boots, but but you know what? But but check it though, right? <laughs> check it, right? I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't like them, right? I don't like them, right? T Rex feet. Yeah. But check it out. Yay is he's so influential that not only are people going to buy it, but it's going to become a trend. I've seen people when I went to Dave Chappelle. Uh, show a couple weeks ago in Atlanta. Um, I saw people with them on. I saw people, well, not people. Yeah. I saw a, a guy. I saw I saw a dude with the boots. So I'm like, damn, he got the new Yeezy boots already? Like, so people going to do it, one, because it's a status symbol, right? It's all... Nigga, you thinking they freak that shit? No, they do. And regardless of whatever, status symbols have always worked within the country, uh, within the culture, for, for better or for worse. It's like, I, this costs X amount of money. You know it costs X amount of money. I paid it, so you know I got on some expensive shit. I'm lit. Now, whether that's true or false, that's the consensus of how they think. And so there's a bunch of people who think that way. And as long as you got people who think that way, you're always going to have people who buy. I mean, we look at it, we said this a couple of weeks ago, with just expensive designer clothing and brands in general. All this Balenciaga and... And all of this shit, like all of this shit ain't fly. You know what I'm saying? Versace and all that. Like it just because it's a Versace, if it ain't dope Versace, I don't want it. And a lot of Versace shit be having a whole bunch of colors and designs and and like I, all that shit ain't dope. I'm yeah, a bro. what's up? Yeah. I watched a YouTube special, right? Yo, nigga, um this traveler went overseas, right? All this high price stuff, people be buying 4000 for a shirt. Yo, tell me why he went over there and got the same exact cut from the factory. Like, you know, you know the nigga, they be hustling in front of the factory and selling in their little, little store. Because, you know, most of the shit is, like, made out there or whatever. Yo, he was getting that shit for, like, $30, $60. I'm like, yo, this shit. Well, that's the mindset up here is nuts. A, well, it ain't just up there. It ain't just up there. But let me tell you, right, on that same topic. Um, Dame Dash. Dame Dash did an interview with uh the Bootleg Kev podcast, and he spoke about a lot of things that we could get into. But just speaking about this, he was um, you know, Kev had asked him or made mention of the days when Rock Aware was the shit and whatever, whatever. And he was saying, um, I I think I I think kind of I think he was kind of trying to play Dame on the low. Because he was saying he had bought his shit from Burlington Coat Factory. And Dane was like, oh, you paid half price for it. Oh, there's a lot of that in there, for real. But check it. <laughs> but check it, though. He 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 dropped a jewel for people who may not know. So the way he broke it down was, he said, you paid half price. And he said, he said, all right, I'm going to give you a gem. 
He said Polo, for example. He said Polo has been able to sell you on a lifestyle. So they sell you on a lifestyle of luxury. So he said the Polo costs $5 to make. He said it's in the stores for $100. He said, but it'll retail at $15. Half price would be $7. So even though you know you buying it at Burlington for $7, he's still up because it costs $5 to make. So if he's selling it at a $2 markup, even at a discounted rate, he's still up. So he makes most of his money off of the discounted rate, but he still can sell it for $100. So no matter how you look at, look at it, he's always up. And he said, when you put it in Macy's and things like that, that's just the commercial to uh, advertise it, to get people to want to wear it, but to get it at the price that you're willing to pay for it, you go at these discounted stores like a Burlington or um, something like that. And that's where, you know, these, these people, yeah, those, those type of stores. And that's where they make their most money. So that's, that's the gym. So, um, you know, uh, what was we just talking about? Um, before that was it the Yeezys or I forget. I for, yeah. Jordan. Yeah. And all that. Yeah. So like, so they, they still make their money no matter, no matter what is, 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 is the whole point when you're that big of a brand. Now, you have to be bringing in a certain amount of money already to be able to afford to sell your stuff at half price and still make a general profit or, you know, a good profit. But that's the goal for people in that world. So I thought that that was, I thought that that was interesting, but um, key, I don't know if you saw that interview or not. Wools, I know you were saying you, you got a chance to check it out. Um, I thought the interview was, was pretty dope, but like, what, what was, uh, some of your takeaways from from that Dame Dash interview? Um, shit. Dame always doing some shit. <laughs> That's what I get from the interview. But it's always informative anytime somebody interviews Dame. And I'm, I'm just waiting for an interview with Dame that they don't ask about the Rockefeller shit. But shit never. always comes up. It's never you know gonna happen. They still ask that? They still ask that shit? Oh, my right. nigga. Like every interview, they... They try to get to the meats and potatoes, pause or some shit, and then before you know it, it's like, well, since you brought Jay-Z up. <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, do, you, do you believe there's any more left? Any yeah. more what? Of like some shit that he ain't say that, that's, that's there, but he, he ain't been like saying anything about it? No, nah, I think everything that's there is there. I think everybody made mistakes on the come up, and I think even he says it, and I'm saying it's just that you know, when you at this certain, for them, I can't speak for them, but just from going by all the interviews I've watched, he's at a certain place where he like, bro, I'm not even in music, bro. I've been removed removed from music for like damn near almost 15, 20 years. Y'all still asking yeah, me some shit about, y'all still asking me about Rockefeller and some shit that I'm trying to get rid of, motherfucker. I'm trying to sell the shit, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's how I get from that. But, you know, I, obviously... It just keeps getting rehashed because whenever Jay-Z does something, as even though it's as, as minuscule as just saying, yo, in his um rock and uh, uh rock uh how you call that shit? Hall of Fame, rock and roll hall of fame. God damn. Rock and yeah. roll hall of fame. Hey, you gotta say rock a rock. <laughs> I'm about to say rock a block, rock a rap. <laughs> <laughs> rock a bye, baby. <laughs> yeah, the rock and roll hall of fame speech. He mentioned Dame and saying, you know, however he mentioned them. And that re reopens the whole 
Mm-hmm. You heard what he said about it? how you feel about that, man? And now it's like, come on, now we're about to do this. And then mm-hmm. it opens the door for the interviewer to go down the whole rabbit hole of Rockefeller. And the interviewer is only doing that right now to get some quote unquote yeah, yeah. clickbait out of it. Because you know, nigga Dane might might give you one. You never know. Nigga's so sporadic, so then nigga you take him down that hole, the nigga might man, man, fuck them. You, you never know what he can say. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He came so, around for president. As an interviewer, it's it, it, it's always like a strategic move for them. And you could tell when they about to say it. Like I, I at this point I didn't watch so many of his interviews, I already know when they about to turn that corner and get to the Rockefeller block. Yeah. You know it was a dope interview, nonetheless. He gave you that gem on the um, Burlington Coal Factory and how the clothing industry moves on that on that side. Um, and he also gave you some gems on TV and film too, of how that works too and shit. So, as always, it's always informative when I listen when I watch or listen to a Dame interview. Yeah, Dame yeah. hate him or love him, he's a dope uh, fixture in the in the culture, and he's very knowledgeable and uh, very smart. And uh, I think he's a good businessman. Um, I think that his attitude rubs people the wrong way within the industry, which is why he chose the route that he chose in terms of doing his own thing. And I feel like he is doing what he want to do. So, I mean, I really can't not whether I like it or not is, is, is irrelevant. I always support independence and doing your own thing. And I look at him as somewhat of not even somewhat. I look at him as inspiration where I can learn a lot of things from, um, you know, when it comes to independence and, you know, when he says things like hustle for your last name, not your first, like those are jewels that I feel like are important that we all should kind of um, adapt and, and, and apply to our own lives, especially if we want to um, be in the space of taking control and, and, and have a control of our own destiny, so to speak. So um, I'm always going to watch any Dame anything. Um, now, as far as, you know, uh, subscribe it to his network or his channel. I probably won't do that because I, I don't, I don't <laughs> like the content. The content for me isn't good enough, respectfully. I mean, I just don't, it's not, it's not my thing. I've, I've given him a chance. I've paid for, you know, some of his movies. They ain't been good. You know? You don't like on the road? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> she funny as hell. She knew the answer to that before you actually doing the Rockefeller shit. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, I don't know. He, he lined it up for the, you know what I mean? How you move. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta shut the fuck up. <laughs> you ain't gonna be mocking me. <laughs> well, yo, I did. I subscribe. I subscribe to his um Dusko University thing, and I paid like. You know, I was I was there. My thing was he wasn't it wasn't adding no new shit on that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying, um, I don't know how they doing now. I know they got like a deal with Fox Soul. They doing a lot of shit on Fox Soul, so that's dope. But yeah, I tried, and then the the low side of shit. I'm like, I, I think yeah, the back. <laughs> I mean, Los Sadas ended up turning into Honor Up, so it confused me with that because it was like, all right, this is Los Sadas, but more scenes, motherfucker. I'm like, I don't know. You might get a paid in full three. He said yeah. something about that. He said that um, after Alpo's murder, that he, or I, I should say this, I saw a headline. I don't know if he actually said it, I, but they, the headline said that Dave Dash says he wants to do paid in full three in the wake of Alpo being murdered. Now, 
I don't. No, no funny. I didn't like. I didn't even know son son had a funeral or anything. Like when when they did pay the full too. I don't know. <laughs> oh, pardon me. So pardon me. It it, it is paid in full too. I'm thinking of state oh, property. Yeah, I said three. Yeah. Damn, my see, the nigga yeah. James is doing shit now. <laughs> no, 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 no. But that's that's my fault because he did state property too. So I'm thinking of three in that. But it, oh, it, it would, gotcha. yeah, it would be paid in full too. Right. Yeah, that'd be dope. I ain't gonna hold it if they do it the same same way. Here's my thing. I think what has to happen or I think in order for it to be as good or better, I think he should partner with a major studio like a Universal or Warner or something like that. And that's been the problem this whole time. Um, I think that he may be willing to partner with somebody he damn sure ain't willing to give up no rights or nothing like that. But, but time right, out. Right, right. They, they said they said paying the full ain't had nothing to do with him anyway, though, right? He doesn't own it. Um, is that was, Universal? Uh, I don't know if it was Miramax. Yes, Miramax is Miramax. One of them shits, Lionsgate probably was Lionsgate. Lionsgate. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. It is Lionsgate. It's Lionsgate. So he can't. So he can't do nothing anyway. No, that's not true. Because you got to think his leverage. Even though you may say he was hotter than or whatever. And he may have had cultural currency um, for whatever the reason. I don't know why he decided to do it the way that he did or whatever, but I don't think he had as much leverage. I think he may have, I don't even know if he has more leverage he, now. He was saying that they stole it from him. And that's what I was. I remember from the interview. No, right? not shit. He was like a producer. He was, see, Dame now wants to be fucking... Everything the director. He want to be Tyler Perry. Yeah, he want to do the editing, all kind of <laughs> shit. But he was though. No, he wasn't. He, was. he never I was not editing no, no Yo, fucking paper soldiers and all that shit. No way. No, no, <laughs> no way. Was, no, okay. no way. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. Yeah, it looked homemade. It looked homemade. All of his shit that he did on his own looked like he did it on his own. It, his all of his shit looked like. Respectfully, all his shit looked like money and violence. Hell, nah, money and violence kind of money and violence was yeah, dope. No, money and violence was fire, but money and violence we liked it because of how raw it looked and all of those things. But it was yeah. a different thing because they were on the come up, and as they came up, as they rose, their quality improved. Eventually, they had went to title. Remember, they did the exclusive thing with title. They shit was shot in four K, and actually. When it got cleaner is when it wasn't as good, in my opinion. Um, yeah, they grew Mars, that shit. You know what I'm saying? But at the yeah. end of the day, um, back to the whole, you know, paid in full thing, paid in full two idea. I feel like if he were to partner at least 50-50 with a major studio, with, you know, the, the real professionals who really do this. And respectfully, I know Dame got the knowledge and the information. So that's where he can have a lot more input and say so on how he wants things to go because he knows the other side of it. He knows what to look for, what to ask for, how he wants certain things shot. The only thing that I think will mess it up is his approach. It's so brash and so honest and so loud and flamboyant that people don't want to deal with him in business. They think he's just too much to handle and too much to deal with. And that's kind of what um, 
potentially hinders him from that quote-unquote mainstream success, even though he's not chasing that. Because one thing I can say is he's not chasing mainstream anything. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't care. He's doing his own thing. He's living his life. He's still living fucking Malibu or wherever he at. You know what I'm saying? He's still got a good life for what it's worth. You know what I'm saying? He's still up. He's still a millionaire. And, you know, we may not be checking for him, but his quality of life is is quite all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, And everybody can't say that. Everybody who's, you know, 15, 20 years in the game can't can't say that. Everybody ain't ain't up in the same way, especially when we talk about that freedom of literally being able to wake up, do whatever it is that you want to do and be happy. Everybody don't live that way. So I'm always salute that because that's that's to me what it's all about. Yeah, his documentaries be dope. His documentary, I seen one with um Calvin Klein. It was pretty good. I think I think people just underestimate what it takes to like get a dope film going visually. Like I'll give you an example. Like when we shoot videos, right? Mm-hmm. And mind you, though the videos we shooting is is generally like low budget of the lowest. You feel what I'm saying? Like because mm-hmm. a low budget film and in today's time is like a million dollars, eight hundred thousand. That's a low budget film in, in Hollywood, you feel what I'm saying? So imagine the shit you got to deal with when we shoot in a video. And that's just for like a three-minute video. Imagine niggas trying to do 10 times that work with 10 times less the budget for 60 or what, you know, the average film. Yeah, nowadays the, is like hour and a half. Hour and a half, yeah. So do the math. Like, I think people underestimate what it takes to get a real dope movie visually. Sometimes you get them snow in the bluffs where it's just dope and they caught that with whatever they have, but for the most part, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you have these grandiose ideas and want to write certain shit in, but that 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 idea doesn't match what it takes, the budget, and that's why certain shit And it's, bigger, it it's bigger than getting the right camera, right? Because that is half the battle. You got to have the right camera with the right lenses, too. People don't know that. Because you can have a camera, but if you, it's all about your lenses. So, even if you have the right equipment, it still has to be shot a certain way in order for it to look on par with everything else or the BMFs and the, the, the powers and all of that type of shit. Like that shit looks amazing. It looks right in step, line in step with anything else that you watch on TV, whether you like it or not. Again, that's a personal preference thing, but in terms of how it looks, that's the main thing that you are going for. How does it look? Cause like, 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 like I mentioned Tyler Perry, I am a supporter of him being a black billionaire and being able to, you know, get it from the mud and be successful. Like that's dope. I'm always champion that as far as the content, not for me. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of the majority of his work. And, um, but if you look at how it's shot, it's shot. Great. It looks great. You know what I'm saying? All of his shit looks amazing. It's just the actors to me are kind of cheesy. The storylines are cheesy. I don't, I'm not into soap operas. Like, it's not my thing. But just because it ain't my thing don't mean it ain't successful because clearly he's one of the most successful in the game of all time. So, you know, it, it just has to look a certain way for me first. And then the storyline has to be dope. Because even um, mentioning power and things of that nature, you know, some weeks... It's like, yo, this is a dope-ass episode. This shit was fire. And other weeks, it's like, 
eh, it was all right, but it was cheesy. It got too soapy. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's I don't like I don't like uh like I said, I don't like soap operas. Um dramas are cool, but I just don't like I don't like soap operas. And when it gets into that bag, I, you can count me out. I kind of check out after that. But um did any of y'all check out the latest uh episode of Power? <laughs> nah. She was looking like nah, Valley at one point, goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, that's kind of where I chill, was. Nah, that's kind of where I was going, though, man. Because again, respectfully, bro. Yo, fill like, me in, yo. I, well, without you know, spoiler alert, because I don't want to tell it. I I hate people to tell shit that I haven't seen yet. But what I will say is, same thing we've been saying. There's nothing wrong with that community right and everybody knows the community i'm talking about there's nothing wrong i don't have any problems i'm not homophobic or any of those types of things i personally don't care um and i feel like it's not even anything wrong with that subject matter being included in certain programs or movies there's nothing wrong with that (laughs) it's nothing wrong with that but for me it's just like it's such a concerted effort to include it in every single thing and i don't understand it's like i get no I, not everything every character you like yo this girl mad like she tomboy next thing you know she out there getting her tribe on like crazy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yo <laughs> yo i can't like there's no more family shows bro yeah no. like yo no, i was watching netflix is beyond bro i was watching money heist Money Heist is one of my favorite shows ever on Netflix. And they got it on the international joint. That shit ain't even in English. And I'm just like, yo, again, we watched it and we've said this about like The Wire, right? We know Michael K. Williams, rest in peace, was Omar. We know that his character was like a gay. Oh, he started it. He was like a gay gangster who was robbing drug dealers. But the story was well written. And I mean, although I wasn't a fan of kissing scenes personally, because it's just not what I want to see. I understood his character development and his his character was a dope character. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't have so much of an issue. It's just it has to be done well to me. And art is subjective. So just because I may feel like it ain't done well, everybody else may feel like, yo, you bug. That's perfectly fine with me. But it just got to be done a certain way in order for me to be into it. And I feel like it's no need to just insert it just because you want to feel like, oh, we don't want to leave this group out. Because everybody, let's be honest, everybody ain't included in everything. That's just, that's just a reality. Everybody's not a part of everything. Like, for example, like you can't, you can't, we know that, you know, that's something that exists in the world and has existed always, but in every circle that you're in, you're not necessarily always around someone who may be a part of that community. So to say that that's a part of um, every scenario of life is just not true. You know what I'm saying? It's just not true. So I think it's just an over-concerted effort to include everybody on all programs, shows, and movies, and I don't like it. I can tell when they're doing it just to pander to that, that group. Yeah, I just like I like whatever's well written. I'm not uh you know, I'm not homophobic or nothing. Like it is what it is. I mean, especially the to time the day and times we living in, like it is what it is. Like 
that's not my preference, but I'm not going to knock you or condemn or condone, uh, 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 you know what I mean, prejudge you because that's your sexual preferences. That's that's what you do. Right. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> the cutaway scenes and power, like, this shit have no context. It just be like, boom, we're going to kill you, kill you, motherfucker, next thing you know. Uh, uh, uh. I'm like, what the fuck is going on in this? <laughs> Yo, it's nah, like, chill, <laughs> son. They ain't get down like that. Nah, they got down. Uh-huh. <laughs> Niggas floating bodies, catching bodies. Yeah, <laughs> man, it was it was wild, bro. It, it it like he said, the way that and they always get you twenty five minutes in. After yeah. you, you know what I mean, you you don't you've been you getting your sip on or you know what I mean, you in the vibe, you all the way into the show, you like oh man. man, and the next thing you know, it's no it's it ain't even no pre it ain't no pre chorus, it's just boom, it's like whoa, how do we get in? You like me now. <laughs> <laughs> you want to smile? Baby, sketch that shit out. This thing crazy. But uh, what you think about brother Zeke? Zeke I mean, is Kyle, he... bro, At this point, we're just watching the train crash. To me, like we are invested. <laughs> we like two, three, see whatever, whatever season they is. We invested from the last show. It's like just niggas just waking up with connects. Next thing you know, the connect is like the connect. The baby father. No, no, father. yeah, but like really connected. <laughs> I was like, what? Come on, my nigga. Yo, like, you know what's crazy? I've seen a meme that said Tyreek done, done went to school, killed somebody, um, got his people out of jail. He did all of this shit without a car. He, he, ain't, he ain't have a car. He ain't get on the train. He ain't catch an Uber. He ain't do nothing. No way. He did all of this on foot, and that's true. Yeah, they they did oh, a burn. Yeah, nigga walking all day. Like Just how? <laughs> he, he he and and all of this shit be being done in one day. He's like I'm the most. Am, he's like the most amazing person in the history of life to to do everything in one day on foot. Like what? He do be upstate then by the bridge. Like, <laughs> and that's, still that's make, why, make the dinner. That's why BMF and power is like in comparison, even though with 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 with, with um BMF is their first season, so you gotta kinda put the asterisk there for that. But nonetheless, it's written totally different. You know what I'm saying? Like just a level of of, of writing and understanding the time you're in. Like, bro, nobody's catching my nigga, these niggas put motherfucking the Zaza behind a brick <laughs> a QR code in the brick wall. And, <laughs> yeah. Nigga, nobody doing that. And then they supposed to leave the money, nigga? Like, huh? Right. With no nothing. Ain't no person. Ain't no human contact whatsoever. I get you trying to get with the times, QR code. Yes. It's, it's all of that. But like, nah, bro. Nah, if you my ever... thing, girl, where they fucked me up at, right? For you to get the QR code, you're supposed to pay for it already. Is my is my understanding. Apple so these niggas got <laughs> these niggas got the QR code, took the za or whatever they take and then left the bread in the thing and closed it up. Like that's not, that's not how that go, bro. <laughs> if I get the QR code, you not getting nothing, Jack. I don't give a fuck what you camera you got me on. I'm putting my I'm putting my fucking flanges in that bitch, grabbing whatever I can grab, and be like, I left it in there. You see it? <laughs> I damn sure left it in. I got the QR, didn't I? I left it there. <laughs> I left it there. It was sad, but 
you know, it is what it is. They just trying to speed through and get to the, you know, get to the fucking the the. I call these shits like novellas. These shits like gangster novellas right now. So in that sense, it's like, all right, cool. What the but fuck is novella? Novella is like Spanish soap operas. I mean, motherfucker walk in the room and just be like, they get a mucho. I was guessing. It sounded, it sounded. But yo, they fighting scenes be on point though. Who fighting scenes? Don't say power, nigga. The, nah, nah, the the, the joint you just said, the, the TV show. Oh, novellas, yeah, yeah, they be wild. But oh, I never, yeah. I, I'm not well, in tune. You never skipped past Telemundo? Oh, I I skipped past it. <laughs> yeah, nigga, walk in, say two lines, that you know he he got the bitch world all fucked up. She thinking about leaving her husband. <laughs> goddamn, that's what that's basically what we watching. The, the black version of that. Motherfucker walking like te quiero mucho. Siempre. <laughs> <laughs> no puede, no puede vivir sin tigo. <laughs> hey yo, who you need to do the voiceovers? <laughs> well, next thing you know, that should have cut away. And Zeke is an in interrogation room. <laughs> <laughs> yo, and Zeke is a terrible actor. Yo. His face is killing me, yo. Why Zeke so stupid, yo? yo? They really got him looking like a dumb athlete. Well, right? that's his character. You know what I'm saying? He's it supposed is. to be just a ball player that's oblivious to everything going on and shit. Yeah. So when 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 did they know he had that face expression? Like before he did the the, <laughs> the audition and the screen or like nah. <laughs> nah, you know the meme. The meme gonna meme. The meme is gonna meme. Like that one meme with um Tariq smiling and talking about when you finally get it after all that time. That's the one. <laughs> <laughs> smiling. Show you all. It took him a long time. It took him a long time. Nah, Zeke was holding it down, like, for what it's worth within the story. He's been holding it down. But like we said... Nigga say, yo, you sure? (laughs) (laughs) He ain't trying to catch no charge. Nah, that's the right question to ask. Shit. I ain't mad at that. That's it. Of all my criticisms, that ain't one of them. (laughs) Yeah, my my favorite characters so far is Councilman Tate and then um, Method Man as a lawyer. They really keeping me, like, watching it so far. Especially How you feel about Tate. Mary? How you feel about Mary? Mary is Mary, but she let's be you. honest, bro. She's like not that great of an actor to me. I ain't even gonna hold you. Like her act, you... like she like there's no emotion. Like she just trying to get through it. It's but like she, she always... but she's supposed to be hardcore like that though. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Trust me, I get it. I don't know if that's how they make it, but nah, like. <laughs> she don't, if you notice, she ain't smiled not one time. She ain't. Well, when she dealing with, when she was dealing with the, the, the. Oh, the, she smiled in that helicopter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't. No, she didn't, nigga. She was trying to hit that hot. That, that that's what I'm quick. saying. She ain't even said she like. You know, she said, I never did this before. But dang. She smiled. <laughs> it was a little crack. She didn't, bro. She didn't. It was smile. a little, it was a little crack. It was a little nah, crack. Bro. A little bit. No, she didn't. I might have to go well. He yeah. she well, however it go down, she's gonna get cracked soon. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say too, now you say it, like I'm watching it for her too. I'm watching it for Mary, Method Man, Councilman Tate, and Kane. Yeah. Kane, Kane like, the best actor. Yeah, Kane is probably like 
between him and well, and, and, and uh, you know Lorenz Tate, Tate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Between him and Lorenz Tate, they really keeping me watching it. But other than that, other two niggas is just all the other niggas is just like the fuck. How many times they did this scene, goddamn? Because yeah, must have been the best take out of all <laughs> all the shit they did that day. The daughter ain't bad. <laughs> the daughter, the daughter ain't half bad. Oh my god, yo! I mean, I'm talking yeah. about as a whole, like it's yeah, bad. yeah, yeah. I got you, I got you. If you if you want to go deep, then you got the the uh the chick that's always talking in that class. Yeah, she, she's teacher. dope. Um, I like I I just like yeah, her. She she need more time. She need more time. I yeah, like I her. like her. I like her. I like that playboy. <laughs> but she's actually good actor. I like that. That's that. what I'm saying. She don't get that much too much camera time, but I like that. Like that. You must ain't seen the last last season, goddamn. She got she got she, time. What she look like. Nah, nah, nah. Oh. We ain't gonna do that. Hold on. You know the feds watch. Nah, nah. Yeah, you know chill. The feds chill, play ball. <laughs> right. Don't get taxed. <laughs> Word. Yeah, but, she, um, showed them, she showed yeah. them yams, man. She, you want to go back. She would have been too much for the re- Oh, yeah. What episode is that, Playboy? <laughs> <laughs> you got to read the, See, you gotta read the, the Instagram. You got to read the credits. Oh, wow. Pull up a personal. Word. Oh. Um... Yo, did any of y'all check out the uh, Alicia Keys Drink Champs? Yes, sir. Yo, A Keys get right. She be, she be getting right. Yeah, I saw halfway. I'm still watching. It's a long ass fucking. That shit almost three three hours, right? I don't know what's good with knowing these three hours. CBA? But I but I I like that though. I I listen because you know what it is for me, right? Um. I do prefer to watch Drink Champs as opposed to listen, but that's the thing about podcasts. And shout out to everybody who listens to our podcast at work. When I be at work, like it's it it it's something that kind of gets me through the day. So if you got two and a half hours of content that I can listen to while I'm at work, that works for me. That's half of my, you know what I mean, half of the day. So that's why I don't mind the long episode, especially if they're good. Now, if it's just the drag on, then I ain't gonna lie. I probably still listen because it, it, it at least take my mind off of work. But um, still, you know, that's I think that works. And I think Joey, once upon a time, alluded to how, um, and Wools, you could probably speak to this a little bit. Just you know, the longer that you have the engagement of somebody listening to your content. Um, the more your numbers drive up and the more money that you're able to generate. So um, that's why they break it up into our segments or whatever the case may be, because, you know, if you can get somebody to listen to two hours worth of shit, then, you know, if based on the analytics, you got yourself, you got yourself a guaranteed customer. So now we get into more of the Dame Dash way of thinking when we talk about direct to consumer marketing, you know, you can market directly to, your audience because you already know they already invested if somebody listening to two hours and you talk then i would like to believe that you could get at least half or a certain percentage of that that audience to buy some merchandise that you're selling or buy a ticket to a show or an album or whatever the case may be whatever it is that you're selling yeah yeah everything you just said is absolutely correct brother so um, on that note, I, I'm I'm not mad at how how long the episodes are, but 
um, I was able to listen to the whole thing. Um, and, you know, I think that for me, it's always kind of dope when you can kind of see the influence of, uh, maybe that's the wrong way to say it. I can tell that her and, like her and Swiss is dope to me, right? Her and Swiss is dope to me because they both in the music, they both legends in their field, and they're both extremely hip hop and they both from New York. So they just have a certain perspective that um, is, a, is, is dope for me in my entertainment because that's what I'm into anyway. With A Keys, I felt like, um, you know, it was good to hear her say, um, she said at one point in time, yo, this is the, it's like arguably the best interview I ever did. And I think that Nori really is on to something because he's, he's been able to cultivate a certain energy and environment where people get comfortable, they drinking, they just kicking it with some friends and they really get into the shits. You know, you ain't going, you ain't, cause she said, I've done the Oprah's and the Ellen's and all of those big names. She's done all of those types of interviews. She's Alicia Keys. Like, you know what I'm saying? She can be in any circle, but for her to go to drink champs, I think it's important for artists like her um, to continue to utilize that platform. And so we can kind of get more of a, a peel back version of who this individual is and the things that they, you know, they talk about. So um, that's one of my biggest takeaways for the eight keys drink champs. Um, I don't know. Uh, what, what else did you take away from it? Uh, um, Wolves? Yeah. Um, like I said, I'm, I'm only like halfway in because once you get past two and a half hours, I treat this shit like a book. Goddamn, I get back to it when I get back to it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but where I was at with it, um, yeah, it was dope. Her, especially her explaining the relationship she had with Prince and, um, you know, delving into that and like her, um, I didn't know she was like really producing, producing like as far as like she had the SP twelve hundred shit like that. Yeah, crib, I didn't know that. that. I didn't know that. That was dope. That was hard. That was hard. So it's understanding like more of a backstory about you know what I mean. And she also explained that she black and Italian, so we can stop guessing, motherfuckers, because I know niggas was guessing at one point. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and that's where I'm really I'm at with it. And I mean, the Nori fucking up the quick time with slime was hilarious. Nigga pulled out the wrong questions at first. Yeah, he pulled out the wrong question. Like, I guess they had another. <laughs> yeah, they had another guess. I guess you know. I guess they got all of their questions, whatever. So the quick time yeah, slime that, questions um, was for Big Sean. Now here's my thing: if Nori did that on purpose, but on but a mistake on purpose, I think that's I think that's smart, but. Sometimes, you know, there'd be little hidden gems like that to give you a heads up. Like, yeah, you know, we got Big Sean coming. Man. Yeah, we'll talk that. We'll be about that Jesus. I didn't. I didn't take it like that. I didn't take. I it didn't like take it like that either. But I'm just saying it. I mean, you can never just. You can never know, boys. You can never know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't never know, and I don't ever put nothing past niggas when they do certain shit. Yeah. Whether it's by mistake or intentional, but. So far in the interview, that's where I'm at with it. She ain't started smoking yet. Where when I part I'm at, so I'm waiting. I must got ways to go. Yeah, where um, I one thing I will say about Nori, and again, shout out to Nori. Like Nori's smart, man. I know, you know, he likes to dumb himself down to not appear that way. Um, but Nori is very, very smart, and um, I'm really interested to see where Drink Champs goes from here. 
because um like we said before it had hit a little lull for me um and it looks like they kick it back up so um yeah i'm interested to see who else they get on there still a couple people i want to see like i i do want them to get some more females on there i think it'd be super dope if they get queen latifah on there i think she has to go l bug is something that i'm waiting for i know that's damn near possible that's nice yep because now they can like, tap in yeah you're you know right what i'm saying that'd so if they dope. if they could get lauren hill that'd be fire um i would like to see a little they need lady lady ray no i'm not interested sorry no disrespect but me personally. Yeah, you got to give it up for the West Side, bro. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm, I'm telling you what I'm into. With my Afro That's the only hey. thing that I... Are you lying with stories she probably got? She probably got a lot of stories. And I'm saying this, I'm, I may... Again, I'd be at work, so I may still listen to her, but that's not somebody I'm checking for. I'm talking about people who I actually want to see. Like, I would want to see a little Kim or a Foxy or both. Um, But I think they should get some more women in hip-hop. Um. Even MC Light would be dope. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that they, um, I think that they should get some more women. The female interviews in that environment going to be, like, real sketchy. Because you can't talk how you want to. That's not true. Dudes, you can't say That's what not you, true. I don't know. Look, 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 Faith shit was fire. Um, she's one of the homies. I'm just saying. She's a female. Faith shit was fire. Um... Um, damn, I just had it. Um, you're not getting Fantasia of that motherfucker. You might, <laughs> you might, you might. Shit. I don't know. You might, you could. That would be a dope one. Um, um, who were, um, Trina was up there. Um, she's she been around tricks. Um, gay. um, who else? Um, of course, you got uh, what's shorty name? Fucking uh, uh, Miss Jones. Miss Jones was up there. Her shit. Her shit was a lot yeah, of she been around niggas, niggas. But yeah, yeah, but you but you saying that to everybody I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Like so I, what I'm saying. But that's everybody yeah, that they had. I'm talking about beyond that shit. Like Yeah, well, so everybody that I named, you feel like, all right, so Queen might be uh that I don't know. That might be too clean. I don't know. But Queen is Queen. I mean, she could do whatever the fuck she wants. She she's that legendary status to where I don't think anything can hurt her at this point. You know what I'm saying? She's fucking Queen Latina. She's the equalizer. Like she's Queen Latifah, Mulan Rouge. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like it's over. It's over. You you can't see the equalizer. You can't, but what I'm saying you is you're not, yeah, you're not you you're not gonna you're not going to damage her career. She's a made woman, you know what I'm saying? She's solidified and she's hip hop, you know, she she's hip hop. So I think that would be dope because we have so much shit. I what I what I do want them to do. They need to do another Ice Cube one because they did Ice Cube, but I feel like Ice Cube, I think he might have been in town for like the big three or some shit, and he only might have had like 30 minutes, and that was trash. I wish they didn't do it at all because he really didn't get into nothing. It was real quick. So they, they need to get Ice Cube on there again. But Ice Cube is another one just like Queen Latifah. They're the same. They're the exact same. It's just the, the, the female version. I think that, um, you know, Shit, if he gonna do Ice Cube, he might as well get the whole damn. Uh, what you call it? Uh, Eastside. I think, I think, I think Nori could get Dre or Bond. I think Nori could get Dre. Hmm, I don't know. No, I think that, he that's could. That's kind of pricey. I think he can make it happen. Well, you can't talk price, no. me because ain't nobody on there. I mean, ain't, not like that, but but I'm saying ain't nobody on there. Nobody he's ever gonna have on there is gonna be bigger than yeah. 
Nobody. There's nobody he could get that's bigger Hove. than him. No. If he get not, not, not money. If you're talking money, Ye got more money than everybody. He got more money Supposedly. than everybody. No, ain't no nigga. He got more money than everybody. <laughs> he got more money than everybody. <laughs> He's a multi-billionaire. You know what I'm saying? I think the number one female drink champs that I want to see is Rihanna. Yeah, I was about to say, he need that. That's, that was definitely, that is going to be that's the only one that's going to fly. That's the one. He get Rihanna, he won. He get Rihanna, he won. Like, for real. But she can't, she pregnant right now, so that's going to be a while. Who the hell you get that information from? I think he could get, I think he could get, What um, you mean, Rihanna? young ASAP young put one in? Like, you wilding. Where did you hear this? I didn't hear this information. That's what I'm asking. You don't, you don't be seeing her picture? She got the little Little, well, I mean, little circle of life. <laughs> <laughs> you better check the update. <laughs> <talking. laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I didn't see that. I didn't see that. So that's news to me. All the world to bowl. Because they, they, they said they said she was. Circle of life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they said she was pregnant <laughs> once before. So I and it wasn't true. So I don't know. I know what that looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Son went for the kill. He went for the kill. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. What the fuck? It's Rihanna, nigga. You see, he got her wearing. See, he got her wearing his little braid styles and shit. He in there. <laughs> <laughs> he is in there. Nah, she started with that shit too, though. She had the little braid shit before. Remember when she did? Uh, I think Good Girl Going Bad. She had her hair like that or so. But whatever. But Rihanna is the one, man. Rihanna is or or Madonna. Come on, bro. That would have been crazy. Nah, Madonna. No. Why not? She crossed paths with all these cousins. Nah, I'm good. That's not her. That's not for her. That's not for her. Is she not for the culture? No, nigga. (laughs) Ah, that's crazy, y'all. Nigga, how? Tell me how. Since you want to go down this fucking. Come on, bro. No, no. What's the dude that nobody know his name, but he in every movie? Um, the dude that was like, "I ain't mad at you." Um, in the pop video. I don't know. The bald head dude, bro. Uh, Bokeem Woodbine or whatever his name. Oh, nah. I'm cool. I'm cool. Uh, I would rather see like Omar Epps, Makai Pfeiffer. Um, Omar Epps did one, right? I think he did. One. Nah, he ain't do a drink champ. He called in the Joey shit before, but he ain't doing drink champs. Um, who else? It's a couple of niggas that's. Oh yeah, that that probably was. That probably was Joey. Shit. It's a couple of niggas that's that's like that's that's hip hop that that could do it on the acting tip. Um, I don't know, but yeah, yeah, that's 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 our drink champs segment. <laughs> um, but speaking of Dr. Dre, um. I wanted to, well, actually, shout out to Gert, because Gert actually um, has sent in this question. So the question was, is who's more happier? Um, would it be a woman who's having a baby or a man after he just got divorced? Now, I know we don't have a female perspective on this particular topic this week, but um. Just asking, I'm gonna start with you first, Wolves. Um, in your opinion, who do you think would be happier? A woman having a baby or a man getting a divorce? 
Um, from the optics, it looks like a man getting divorced is like a rejoiceful moment. <laughs> you feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I just seen parties. I just seen niggas make T-shirts on some like <laughs> single, whatever, whatever, however they choose to show and prove that they ain't married no more, that they got through the divorce. So I would, I would go from the optics. Maybe that's me just being me from the optics. And to Man, be fair, and- to be to be fair, this is how I interpreted it. He doesn't, he's not here to clarify this or not. But how I interpreted the question when he says a woman having a baby, I interpreted it as the actual process of giving birth. Now, obviously, none of us can speak to that from a, mo- a woman's perspective. And y'all are both fathers. So obviously, when your child is born. I know that that was a super happy time, arguably maybe the happiest in your life, but I'm not necessarily speaking about after once the child is here, I interpreted it as the literal process of giving birth. And I would imagine that that literal process isn't like a happy time. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? All I know is they be in pain. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the reasons why I would agree with you rules in saying that I think a man getting divorced would probably be happier only because I feel like, you know, when you get a divorce, that means that you are finally able to be happy, even though you may be being happy apart. I think that's a clear sign of, hey, this wasn't working. We're miserable while we're together. Once we're apart, now we can go be happy, go our separate ways and be happy. So I think for both parties, really, um, it would be like a, a celebration. Of course, Minus all of the messiness with alimony and money and finances and who going to get what, because that's where the waters get money. When you start talking about who going to get what, for the most part, people always arguing over money. You know what I'm saying? So that's when it gets, that's when it get ugly. But aside from that point, I would, I would think the divorce. But Key, what you think? Yeah, I believe the divorce. Even though you're going to pay some bread to get out of it, that shit like, yeah, yeah. I done beat the system, kind of. Niggas do be wildin', though. My yeah, you put all this effort and energy into this female. Just put the end like this, but that's the happiest moment. Yeah, it, it, it sucks. I mean, we all kind of, well, we in two different stages, me and you, you know, because, and I'm the reason why I'm mentioning this, not to get deep on this specific point, but the reason why I'm mentioning this is because Gert had a follow-up question. So I'm saying, uh, me and you, Key, we engage in rules you marry. Now, Gert's follow-up question was, well, what's the point in getting married than if you happier after the after the divorce? So, uh, Wools, how would you respond to that question? Oh, yeah, a lot of that is due to um, not knowing. People really don't know their significant other like they think they do. Sometimes it takes years. I'm still, I'm, I know my wifey right now almost, 13 years and I'm still learning stuff about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So imagine people get married after nine months or something. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, yeah. Stuff you about to learn. <laughs> <got there. laughs> oh, she gonna learn you. <laughs> oh, you gonna learn, Trey. But at the same token, no amount of years, like when it's over, it's over. You know what I'm saying? So it's just good to kind of know who you're dealing with to get to to get a better better probability of seeing it all the way through but the now, probability is low when you really don't know i agree but now here's advancing the question uh the conversation what about um 
or I should say, what are what is your perspective on divorce in general, right? Because part of that marriage creed is for better or worse, rich or poor, you know what I'm saying? All of those different things, right? So like, I understand certain people have certain deal breakers or breaking points or whatever the case may be. Um, do you believe personally that once you agree to marry a person that you're agreeing to stick it out no matter what? Or do you believe that there can be certain scenarios where you say, you know what, nah, fuck that. Like, we got to get a divorce. Like, what rules, what's your, what's your perspective on that? Well, let's be clear. I always made it, I always stated this from the rip, and even my wife, who knows this, this is the worst contract a man could sign in his life. One of the worst ones. Next to a, a 360 deal or whatever. It's, it's, a, it's a biased contract that's really like, you know, just to show and prove that your union is 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 valid. That's right. all it is. Show and prove that the union is valid, and to uh kind of unify your finances, whether you choose to or not. You know what I mean, so it's the worst kind. And then if y'all do leave, like it's then that's the whole, you know, take half and what they call that shit annuity or whatever they call it like it's, it's wild the process of leaving so yeah now as far as your question i mean that pretty much answers the question because it's, it's a bad contract but you sign anyway off off the the faith and the love you know what i mean because you really do it they really promote i don't know about so much now but i know when we're younger they promote it to women like the fairy tale Cinderella story of you know walking down the aisle and your white dress and your fucking knight shining armor at the end of the aisle and then happily ever after. So that's like promoted to a lot of a lot of girls on the come up or whatever. Now not so much. It's more like independent. I don't need a nigga fuck that nigga city girls whatever. That's what niggas <laughs> doing now. So when we was coming up, girls always wanted you know what I mean the whole fairy tale. You know what I mean? Ceremonial type thing. At least in my culture, like they start you early. That's why you get quinceañeras, sweet sixteens, and like to show you, you know what I mean? Like this, this setting the bar. So now when it's your wedding, you got to do it ten times bigger than your quinceañera. And on that, on that, right? Um, the traditional way of doing things, right? Again, kind of circling back a little bit to the Dame Dash conversation of just independence or what have you. Um, when we speak about tradition, doing it the traditional way, whether it be having a wedding at all or doing it big in a church or spending all of these thousands of dollars for the actual ceremony that is a wedding reception and all these different things. Like I feel like we are in an era where people are finding different ways to express themselves and celebrate whatever union it is or just celebrate in general. And I'm all for that. I feel like it all boils down to the two individuals. And I think whatever they decide is best, that's what's best. But I think that you have to have a clear understanding between the two and be on the same page so that there's no resentment. If you spend 30 grand on a wedding, um, it's no resentment like, damn, man, we could have built a house or, you know what I'm saying? Like, so um, I'm all for that, that way of thinking. I think that it really just boiled down to the person. And I think that we should break out of, like you said, traditionally, whether it was in your culture 
or whether it was just in society in general, traditionally, you know, it was marketed and promoted like, oh, this is the way it's supposed to be. But I feel like we've kind of come to a point now where it ain't no such thing as quote unquote the way it's supposed to be. It's whatever way I say is going to be because this is the way I want to do it. Because at the end of the day, you're taking control of your life. So key on the topic of traditional weddings or just doing things the traditional way, um, what's your what's your take on on that? That shit over with. As uh, especially like. <clears throat> Now with this COVID shit, shit couldn't go as as you wanted it to go. So people started, I don't know, it seemed like for the big picture, people started doing some low-key fly shit. And you really had to do what was the right thing to do before the big wedding and 500 people and all this, all that extra shit. You do that if you want to, but you could just, bro, get married downtown and have your reception somewhere fly, like just do some fly shit. Be creative if you got an idea or got a type of imagination. You can just do what you want now. Yeah, shout out to um, a friend of a friend. Um, I know that they got married. I don't know if any of y'all, Wolves, you might be familiar with um, Joshua's Tree. Um, I know you two did an album, one of their most famous albums called Joshua's Tree, but Joshua's Tree is like a real place in Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. And a friend of a friend, they got married there. They got married... Um, just kind of like out in the desert. They set up a little, you know, whatever. And from the pictures, the shit looked fly. The shit looked dope. You know what I mean? Like, and again, I think that's another, and that was in the COVID era. era. Um, but I think, you know, it's dope. Whenever you can just kind of improvise and make it whatever so that y'all are happy, that's the most important thing. That's that's kind of that's kind of my take. That's the most important thing. So yeah. Do you remember when motherfuckers used to be jumping out of airplanes, getting married, and everybody's like, yo, they crazy, but that's what they wanted to do. <laughs> like, and that's just it. You know, the biggest issue I have with people is them trying to impose their will on you when it's something that they're asked to be a part of. If I'm inviting you somewhere, whether it's my wedding, whether it's my birthday party, whether it's a party in general or somewhere in general, if I'm inviting you, I'm bringing you into the fold. That means you're a guest. So be happy for the invite, number one. Number two, if you're agreeing to be a part of it, just be a part of it. Ain't nobody asked for your fucking opinion. Like, I didn't ask you so that you can tell me what you think and what you want and, and what's better and, and fuck all of that because I don't need that energy. You know what I mean? And that's part of the problem too. A lot of people like to impose their will on everybody else saying, oh, you know, you should have did it like hey, this. An old head will try you, though. For real. <laughs> no, that's a fact. But I think, again, this era and this generation, and we're a part of that because we may not be Generation Z, but we're a part of this new era and new way of thinking where it's like, you know, we were all raised to respect our elders. And above all, I think that you should respect your elders. However, everybody deserves respect. Right. So every individual, young or old, uh, man or woman, boy or girl, everybody deserves respect. That's the only thing that you owe the next person. So I feel like when it comes to old, older people, sometimes they like to give their opinion. And it's like if you don't agree with them, 
now they interpret that as you being disrespectful. Or like you said, sometimes old has be kicking up and they'll say whatever. If you like stand up for yourself or say, no, I don't want to do it like this. I want to do it like that. They interpret that as disrespect. And I don't, I don't rock with that because one thing's for sure, two things, one thing's for sure, two things for certain. Um, you know, older people being disrespectful is not, is not, is not, it's a no-go for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can be my parents' age, and I already look at you a certain way because I have parents who may be around the same age, and I look at you like, yo, you're my elder, you deserve a certain amount of respect. But you're not about to just violate, and I'm about to just take it because you're my elder. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, I'm not doing that. And I don't even got to curse you out, but I can definitely tell you another way, like, no, that's not going to fly. And that's just how I move. I say, um, when is it when is it a good time to violate an elder? Would you give it up? How you, would you give it up to a younger person? Or you just give it up, like, I'm going to give you some respect, but I'm going to still violate you? It all depends on the scenario for me. Um, one thing I will say, under no circumstances, and you can put me on record, under no circumstances will I ever violate and disrespect an older lady, an older woman. Um, I don't know. It's just something about that that's nasty. Like, I'm not doing that. Like, because arguing with women in general was just like, you got to relax. But like older women, like, you got it. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'll walk away. Older men, it depends on the scenario. You know what I'm saying? What about, what about if you walked away and she said, you bitch, you bitch, I'm going to get my son. You're going to keep it like, I'm going to still respect her. Nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to call her a bitch. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going go crazy like <laughs> like i i know but i'm saying i'm not gonna respond that way i may i may say something like all right <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i know <laughs> but um i'm just not gonna yeah I, i'm just not gonna engage in that way that's just me though what about you if an old head violate or old, old woman violate both yeah, I'm getting jiggy, man. Fuck all that. Okay, I'm getting jiggy because yo, most most scenarios, they try to get on the young level and give it up to you in that way too. So it's like, ah, right, I'm gonna stand my ground or let you have it too. They be wanting that shit. Soon you start going back and forth with them, they go on to the next motherfucker and use the same shit you told them to the same nigga. Like, you want some smoke? Like, man, what the fuck? Like, I get it. To each his own. I mean, again, I I can. It's a certain way that I can quote unquote tell you off without going off the handle. It's just whether I want to put a filter on it or not. I have the ability to put a filter on it. Sometimes you allow the, the vibes and the energy to get the best of you because we all human. And in those instances, you know, you might have a human moment. So I'm saying these things because I haven't done it to this point. Um, I don't know what the future holds, but consciously speaking, like I'll try to keep that to a minimum with older women. Um, but older men, like, it's, it's a different ballgame. It, it, it all depends on the scenario. You know what I'm saying? Like, older dudes that's, you know, 10 years my senior, yeah, we might have an issue. You know what I'm saying? Because you they they write in that pocket where they feel like they're old enough to tell you what to do because they're older than you, but they could still catch these hands. <laughs> the thing they need to realize is I'm an adult just like you. That's what You're I'm just saying. A little bit older. That's what I'm saying. You're a little and that's my point. It's all about respect. I can respect you, you know, whether you're the authority figure at the DMV when you're going to get your papers right, or 
whether you're at work and you're dealing with management. Like, I, I'll respect all of you based on your authority and your position, but you're not going to just violate and think that you can just do that because no, that's just, I, I personally just not letting it fly. Other people might, but I'm not, I'm not with that. Respect is respect. And like you said, we adults, like everybody here on this, on this, um, on this pod, we all in our thirties. Like you're not about to just treat me like I'm some flim flam young ball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, we're not doing that at all. But Wolves, what's your, what's your take on that? Well, it all, it all depends what you take as disrespect because some people, how we would take disrespect, disrespect on some people take that as paying dues or, or doing what they got to do. Now, if you say it just blatantly, like you standing in line at Walmart or something and an older lady come by like, oh, this is, these motherfuckers nowadays don't respect nothing. Oh, just walk past you looking at you all crazy. Like that's different, but I don't really know. It depends on the scenario, I guess. It's a scenario thing for me because we all know we're supposed to respect our elders. Now, when you get a certain age, like that elder shit and all that shit's out the window, bro. Like we grown now. So that shit, you can get that more away. Like when I'm in my teens or a little younger, then I just like respect everybody older than you. But once you like in your 30s and 40s, like a motherfucker 60 and 65, just because you're six, like a couple of years older than me or, what, or however it go, like nigga, no. Yeah. It'd be some old heads that might grow up and be like, they can still little bro you. Like, well, fuck out. But that's what I'm saying. Like, so it's subjective because if your nigga little bro you from a a sincere place, at the end of the day, that's actual facts. Like, you are still younger than him. No matter how older you get, you always going to be younger to him. But if he little bro you on some shit, like, man, I remember when you was, no, 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 nigga. Matter of fact, why don't we just read? Why don't we just bring it back? Go to the store for me, little nigga. Who like, sent you to the store, right? Yeah, like, that's different. Like, nah, I don't know. If you heard? We don't, we don't shine shoes no more, my nigga. You know what I'm saying? We don't. You know what I'm saying? That was that was that was then. This is now. You know what I'm saying. So, if that aspect of it, yeah, yeah. But like you said, it all it all the key component is respect at at any level. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's yeah. the key component. I mean, we could mask it with age. I think people mask, mask it with age, yeah. They do. They do. And I got an issue with that. I got an issue with that. Um, so just, you know, keep it respectful, people. You know, male, female, young, old, just keep it respectful and everything will be all right. That's how I see that. Being wild on old head was um, the lunch monitor. Shit got left. Shit went real left. <laughs> so, see, you might have been disrespectful. You was young. You was in high school. Nah, I'm talking about grammar school. You know how they motherfuckers try to tell you. They you came oh, outside of man. school. Like yo, what's good? What's good? And once they get in school, they want to act like they motherfucking president of the fucking lunchroom and shit. Like yo, I know what you be doing after you clock out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but yeah, just keep it respectful. That's all. Um, did any of y'all check um or hear any of the new Ross album? Oh, with the little the white gloves on his face. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I seen that one that one track with Jasmine Sullivan. It was I. Right. That track went way harder. I don't know what he trying. I don't. I don't know what he doing. Yeah, Jasmine is my girl. Anybody who know me know I love Jasmine Sullivan. But that that joint was okay. Like you said, it wasn't all of that. Um, but Ross production is always going to be top tier. His shit is always going to be excellent. Um, I did hear maybe like the first four joints it sounded good it sounded real good 
Um, and Rose got bars, you know what I'm saying? His flow is top tier. Like, Ross is dope. Ross is nice. So he's going to give you good music. It just all boils down to the cohesiveness of the project. And to be honest with you, Ross ain't really never really made no bullshit. He don't got no whack project. So um, I'd imagine there's still more good music on there, but I haven't heard it in full yet. That's the yeah. thing. Nobody heard this <laughs> No, I want to listen to it. I want to listen to it. Nowadays, when I listen to albums, I consume it for like at least two weeks before I move on. I'm not like trying to just listen to one joint and move on and give my assessment. I like sitting with albums for at least two weeks minimum, and then I move on. So I, I'm still listening to uh, a couple other joints I'm still listening to. But you know, I think part of that comes from knowing the other side, because we're artists. And I know speaking for myself, I like to, when I hear an album, I like to listen to it all the way through, top to bottom, no skips. Because me as an artist, I know how I curate my songs and how I, you know, put my track list together and this one going to come after the other. And I have a vision for how I want people to consume it. Now, people are going to do what they do. Once you make it and put it out to the world, it's up to the people to decide how they how they digest it. But me personally... That's how I like to uh, digest albums. And I think Wu's on the perspective of like, you know, sitting with it. I think part of part of it, I could be wrong, but I think part of it is because, you know, you know what it takes to make an album. You know what it takes to put shit together and, and you're a fan of music. So I think you got a different type of appreciation for it uh, versus like the, the consumer, the, the average consumer. Word, absolutely. And I'm also listening for different things. So. Initially, when I first listened to it, I listened to the vibe. I'm saying the vibe of the album. Is it a cohesive album? A lot of niggas making albums and just slapping shit together and calling it an album. Is it cohesive? The vibe. Then I double back, listen. Now I'm listening to the production more so. Still listening, listening, but listen. All right, damn, they use that. All right, cool. Bop, bop, bop. Then I double back and I listen my, probably like two or three more times just for the lyrical content of it. If it's something I missed the first time, what did he say here? Is it a double entendre? Is it a double meaning? Shit like that. And then I just double back, keep listening. Then I pick what songs is my favorite. Shit like that. So I really sit with it, sit with it. I don't listen to it one time and then tell you if it's dope or not. I really sit with it, sit with it for the most part and try to appreciate it. Because at the end of the day, this is somebody art. The ones who take it serious, they treat this shit like art. So you don't just go to the museum once or twice and look at some shit and be like, oh my God, that's a dope painting. Nah, you read about it, you find out about it, you go there, you take a picture with the shit in the back, you look at it, read the history of it. I mean, you really delve into it. It's the niggas who don't really know nothing about nothing, just trying to be on some like, trying to be cool that just do the quick, you know what I mean, skim through. You feel what I'm saying? But you really appreciate right. art. You really sit with some shit and, and really sit with it and enjoy it and for what it's worth. And then, then, then you move on, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's why. Key, what a, key, what about you? How do you um digest albums? Do you listen to it top to bottom? Do you just pick out songs that you think might be dope? Like, what's your perspective? Well, I started this when I was little. I used to try to like, when that shit drop, I try to hurry down to the record record stop, cop that shit, go through it and see like, I don't know. I guess they call it A and R. I don't know. I used to go through it and be like, yo, which one would be a banger? I used to try to pick a song what I think will be on the radio before it hit the radio. 
the most time I was right. Most times I'll run through that shit. The Nori, the DMX, I'll run through. I'm like, yeah, well, this one gonna be on the radio. Man, nah, not that one. But um, most times when I listen to some new shit, since I be driving around the road, I listen to it on the road because you you just zone out when you driving. Like I, I listen to everything. Ain't nobody bothering you. Just focus on getting there and just vibing out. That's the best time for me though. Yeah, I agree. Uh, road trips are uh, uh, definitely a, a good um, way to like digest the album because, like you said, especially if you're by yourself. Um, but you don't even got to be by yourself. I think you just hear the music differently. First of all, the surround sound of your car is better than your headphones or whatever speaker you got in the crib. So that in itself, you're hearing it louder at a certain volume. And uh, and I, I don't know why, but I feel like the shit just seep through. <laughs> A little more when you on the road, so I would agree that that's like a good time. Uh, the last one I did it with was uh the the was it the the um the Kanye and um the Drake album, bro. That Donda shit came on. I was in the mountains, like I'm like, damn, this shit hard right now, like. And then I played the uh the Drake shit. I'm like, this shit don't got nothing on that. They don't got nothing on it, bro, at all. So, are you of one of the people who believe that uh, <laughs> Donda's album of the year? I ain't listened to a lot of albums this year, so I can't. I can't say that, but he he fucked Drake up on this one. But um, is is the album that I heard? Is that the final cut? <laughs> you feel me? That's it. That's everything. I mean, you know, Yay is always changing shit, but that's yeah, the album. I, I, I that's give the it album. so. I give it so to be on some gospel and it hit like how it hit i give it to him you know the thing about yay man and i and i said this and i've said this for years i've always felt like this jay's my favorite producer one and two he's one of the greatest like his production and the way that he just put shit together is like like nobody else nobody does that shit like him like he understands sound better than the average person let alone uh is talented enough to create new original uh songs beats music you know etc like he's just one of those musical genius who's equipped with that ability so uh it definitely sounds a lot grander i think it was meant to be consumed in stadiums because if you think about it he was doing all of his listening sessions in stadiums and arenas and then he just did the thing with drake at the coliseum that's usc that's where they play football at and then you got um, Coachella, well, yeah, no, Rolling Loud. That's a festival, but so it's it's large amounts of people. So I think that all of that stadium sound, I think that that's what he was going for, which kind of shows and proves based on the different performances he chose to do live. And um, that's why you hear it the way that it, that you hear it because it's so grand. Whereas you got what you got from Drake. Drake gave you Drake. I still think it was a good album. I like the album. Um, but you know, you got what you got from Drake. So I think that's the difference. You know, Kanye's known he's famous for always changing the sound every time he comes out with an album. Every single album sounds different than the one before. And that's something that needs to be credited to him because everybody else, for the most part, they just have a sound. Ross, for example, Ross makes great music, but all of his shit kind of is line and step with, you know, the same type of sound, same type of vibe. Uh, Swiss Beats as a producer. You know a Swiss Beats beat. You know what I'm saying? It's all kind of the same. 
um, Kanye is very versatile in how he's able to produce and put shit together. So um, I, what I do want to do is I want to go back and listen to it again because I, I only heard it when it first came out. Um, so I do want to go back and listen to it again um, just to die because I'm sure I'm going to digest it differently now. And um, I'm going to see. Um, I have listened to a bunch of albums this year. I don't know. I can't think of no other albums, honestly. There's so much music that be coming out now. Um, but uh, I don't know. Album of the year category, uh, J. Cole's album is is definitely one of the best albums that came out. And of course, I'm talking hip-hop. Um, I like Cole's album a lot. I think Cole's album was dope. And Cole, he did what he did. He got out the way, and he's out the way. He quiet again. I'm still waiting on this Kendrick album. I'm interested to see how that's going to sound. Now I'm pretty sure it's gonna come out next year unless he just surprises within the next couple of weeks. But um, it's probably gonna come out next year, but I am interested to see what his shit sound like because he been teasing for a little minute and we do know that it's music coming. So I do wanna see what Kendrick does next. Yeah, he not top dog no more, right? He is until this album is finished. So this next album that's coming out is on TDE. And then after this album, he'll be independent. And I believe he's starting his own record label, uh, P Fang or yeah, something I, like that. I, I want to know, is this album going to be a banger to leave on or just give him a throwaway? Well, if I were to guess, which is all I got, <laughs> I'm going to guess and say that it's going to be great like all his other stuff because he hasn't ever given us anything that's less than you know what i'm saying whether you liked it or not he always is another one who tries to push the envelope um sonically and creatively um and the best example of that is to pimp a butterfly a lot of people didn't like that album i love that album i think it's like an audio masterpiece it's an audio film you know what i'm saying and that's just how i interpreted it a lot of niggas like eh, fuck out of here anybody try to hear that shit that shit was whack that's cool that's your opinion but i i think that Let's go off the cooler, Sharif. Get off the cooler, Sharif. <laughs> I think it was excellent music. I think it was excellent music. Um, and it was different, man. It, it that's what I'm saying. It always sounds different. If you look at the damn album, um, the song Humble, like that is that that doesn't sound like no other song that came out, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, or remember King Kunta, like. That that is different, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I like it because I like when people are kind of when they tap into their region, because King Kunta is a West Coast bop all the way through. It got that funk, that G funk, um, but it's West Coast, you know what I'm saying? And I like that type of shit. You know, that's one thing I always tease people from New Orleans, but I think it's dope. Everybody from New Orleans sounds the same. They all have that same type of accent that. You know what I mean? That draw, but it's always dope when people from certain regions have a certain type of sound. People from London, you know what I'm saying? Everybody has that same type of type of vibe. I, I think that's dope. Um, but yeah, no, I think Kendrick is going, I think he's going to do what he does, and I think it's going to be big and grand and great. Who's what you think? Who's what? The album? Kendrick and how the album gonna sound. You think he gonna leave TE, TDE on a high note or he gonna be on some shit, man? Fuck it. I just wanna get off the label. So I'm gonna give y'all something, but it ain't necessarily gonna be my best foot forward. I don't know. Or bond with bro. I never know. 
He, he like a fucking, I don't know. I don't know how he, is he going to come back Karate Kenny? I don't know what he's going to do this go around, but one thing for sure is going to be some rapping on that motherfucker. Now, how sophisticated or how loose or how ignorant it's going to be, I don't know. I don't really know what's doing. Because lately he's been on that, what, that's that, other, that last shit I heard was with him and Baby Keem, right? Yeah, so I don't right, know if right. that's like, you know, like a glimpse of what he about to do. I don't really know. I can't really say what, what bro. He be... So if that is, if, if that is, if you get more of that, would you think that you would like it or more of the opposite? No, nah, I probably won't like it. Word. See, I like that. I like that shit. Like, um, maybe, I don't know. I don't know why. I, I guess the, the uniqueness and he's still spitting. You know what I mean? He always, like you said, he always going to rap. He always going to give you bars. So I feel like, you know, what, what he did on that yeah, was like, dope. If, I, I thought it was dope. If you like shit like that, you got to be familiar with like Earth Gang and shit like that. That's more like Dave type shit. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. So I, I, yeah, yeah. It's good. Like, you talking about him featured on somebody's shit or him doing a whole album of them shits? I don't know if I could take a whole album of Kendrick doing that type shit. I, I feel you, but I, I probably wouldn't want that for a whole album, but he's always even been versatile in that. The only the only album that he's ever done, eh, I take that back, but the first album is the album that was consumer friendly. You know what I'm saying? He he catered to the sound that he know we would like, that we would want. It was a story. It all It was another audio movie. It was fire, you know what I'm saying, and that is what the people probably want for the like the the casual consumer. That's why to pimp a butterfly was so left field for people because it was like, how do you go from that to this? You know what I'm saying? Um, he had jazz, he had all of this, these different types of elements in there. But me as just like a a musician and a music connoisseur, like I thought it was genius, you know. So. It really just depends on what you're into. Um, and it depends on what his vision is, honestly, what he's trying to convey. I think on the damn album, he was trying to convey that he was kind of stripping himself from all of those different constructs that we mentioned earlier, from religion and things of that nature. It was like he had been speaking to some some people, whether they was um uh Israelites or um, you know, five percenters or whatever the case may be. Like I feel like he had been having a lot of those conversations with people and just kind of questioning things that he had been taught his entire life. And that's how he expressed himself on that album. So who knows what kind of space he is in mentally and how it's going to translate creatively. But I am anxious to hear it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I agree. I wish some niggas do a black hippie, the official black hippie joint. But I don't know if that's going to happen now. Yeah, I don't know. Especially if this is last TDE. You breaking up the group with this one. But I think they, I, well, I don't know. But I don't, I don't know if they beefing or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I mean, with like Schoolboy and all, because when we. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Schoolboy, Absol, all of them. Like, I don't know if they, if it's beef, it might just be business. You know, some Ice Cube shit. <laughs> nah, I mean, this is last album contractually. So there's no, no love loss or nothing. It's just, you know. He's a big enough artist now to where if he wants to, he can go outside of TDE and start doing his own thing. Absolutely. And like I've said time and time again, I support that. So we're going to see how it plays out.
Um, let me see what else is going on. So, um, you know, oh, we didn't really tap into this too too much before, but I, I feel like I'm gonna just continue to mention it just because I feel like we're kind of in that unavoidable space and you know, whatever, right? So back on the 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 crypto NFT metaverse, that whole that whole vibe, like I said, um um Staples Center is being renamed crypto.com arena. And um I know on like the the stock tip or crypto or whatever, um I've been kind of doing some research on the metaverse and um just kind of like a little you know tidbit. I mean I think if you are into investing in the future or what have you, when it pertains to the metaverse, I think people should look into purchasing companies who are going to have land in the metaverse. What do I mean? So the metaverse, for people who don't know, is basically like a virtual world, virtual reality type of type of thing. Um, of course, Facebook renamed their company Meta, and it's going to be an augmented reality. It's going to be a different world that you can um you know whether you're putting on glasses or goggles to be a part of this world or you're immersed via video game or whatever or app um you can now purchase different things within that virtual world that kind of give you some sort of status in that world so whether it's clothing whether it's land houses uh whatever it is and it sounds so crazy and i'm not doing that i ain't got no time for that like the real world hard enough like you know you got a lot of that but I think that people should be more open to embracing what already is going to be. It's not like you're going to be able to avoid it. So if you think you ain't even going to do it, first of all, I want you to know you're already in the metaverse. You got an Instagram, you're in the metaverse. You got a Facebook, you're in the metaverse. So all this talk about what you ain't going to do, you already doing it and you've been doing it. They just now telling you that you're doing it. Um, and as far as 10 years from now, you don't know what the hell you're going to be doing. You know what I'm saying? I remember when all of these new apps was coming out, I'm like, yo, I ain't downloading another app. And then Snapchat came out and I held out for a long time. And then I ended up getting a Snapchat. You know what I'm saying? So ain't no telling, ain't no telling what it's going to be in the world of technology. Things change so fast and happen so fast that before you know it, you're going to be right, <laughs> right there in meta <laughs> talking about, yo, I, I, uh, I, you know, I got my, my, my meta property or whatever, like, you know, so, I mean, what was, what you, what you think about the whole, metaverse conversation and all of that i mean you know it's dope i fucks with it i just <laughs> i laugh though when i hear niggas talking about they spend all this money <laughs> to buy land in the metaverse that shit's hilarious to me but tell, tell me why though because don't the, the way you put prop the value on property and i guess you had to say what the world we live in the physical world now you have to say that it's like the, yeah, the physical world location and, and, and um, you know, and, and the, the the value of the land, like how much land you got, location and land. That's pretty much the measuring. All right, so check this out. Let me create a scenario. I'm making this up from scratch. So in 10 years, the dollar's obsolete. We don't use dollars anymore. Or let me not say obsolete, but oh, it, we don't use them the same way, right? And now you have to have cryptocurrency in the physical world and the virtual world, right? If you are 10 years late and a coin today that's 25 cent in 10 years 
is $25. And when it was 25 cent, I got a thousand shares of that, but now it was $25. So I only got 10 shares. Now I don't have as much money to operate in the physical world because I can't buy or purchase whatever it is that I need to purchase. And then in the virtual world, I don't have certain status or whatever the case may be. Like, what if, what if we're so blinded by what we've already known that we kind of like hinder ourselves from preparing for the future. And then when it's all said and done, we like late to the party and now we don't have what we need from that perspective. Would you still think it would be like funny or like, you know what I'm saying? Like kind of fantasy, like type, type, type thing. Like, would your perspective change, you think? No, I don't mean funny, like, haha, look at these dummies over here in the metaverse buying land. I think it's just funny that, like, I, I, I quick example, I was watching the, um, I was trying to, in layman's term, break that shit down to my C, which he four years old, so she ain't gonna really understand what I'm saying, and to my wife at the same time. So I said, yo, the best way I could break this metaverse thing down for you, let's watch a movie as a family. It's a two for one. We're going to watch a movie as a family. And then the same token is going to break down in lamest term what the metaverse possibly could be or what they're probably anticipating it, it to be. And we watched. You, 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 you and your King Richard. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's how I be. You know what I'm saying? Because I ain't finished sitting here yeah. and talk to you to death now. And you don't understand what the fuck I'm saying now. So. Yeah, but what happened? <laughs> we, watched, we watched this movie called Real Player One. You know what I'm saying? It's a movie called Real Player One, and it's basically like damn near a metaverse. They just switched metaverse. They called it Oasis. One dude created it. And I ain't gonna get into the to the movie. The movie is irrelevant, but it just it just gave them a more of a comprehended understanding of what this shit could possibly be. That's all. And I, I do agree. Like it is what it is. Whether we think it's retarded or like look at this, whatever, whatever word you want to use for like look at these niggas here with this much metal. Now we got to live in this world too. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? But mm-hmm. it's going to happen. So you should just get on the ball and try to figure out how to how to, how to to get in tune with it because it's happening. You know what I'm saying? It's going to happen. Yeah, it's happening. I'm only trying to figure out, like, see, the only thing with, like, metaverse and digital stuff is infinite. You know what I'm saying? It's, right. it's an infinite. It's, it, it's, it's infinite. So... When they saying this person bought land over here, over there. All right. So you're really like right now, the way they value the land in the metaverse is like who you're next to or whatever, or where is it at? Like, so this person bought right. a crib by Snoop Dogg or this person going to buy a crib next to Jay-Z if he's in the metaverse. So I'm just hypothetically speaking, but I guess that's how they starting to accumulate the value of where you want to buy shit at. But in essence, is the land is never going to end in the metaverse because all you can do is just keep creating in that motherfucker to where out here they ain't, I mean, ain't no motherfucking computer code in the world can make more land out of this motherfucker. I don't give a fuck what you do in the real world. This shit can't, you can't just write motherfucking a couple motherfucking words with letters and numbers and then more land going to appear. That ain't happening. But in the metaverse, you can do that though. Okay, so I'm going to drop another jewel. Um, I don't know if anybody out there has heard of smart contracts, but a smart contract for people into real estate, um, I would say look into it, right? Because we're talking about ownership. So for example, if I sell my house, right? Um, and I create a smart contract with the buyer, 
in that contract, I can write um, wh whenever this property is sold from now until eternity, I want 1% of the profit. So now it goes on the blockchain. The blockchain is just the, the platform in which these things exist. It's like the, the, the network. So it goes on the blockchain. It's timestamped and documented that you are in agreement with such and such, and this is that agreement. It can't be changed because nobody actually owns the blockchain per se. It's, it's just, you've just been added to the network. So now, 50 years down the line, this property could have sold two or three times. I may have forgotten about it. I may be passed on, but now my children, because of the name that's attached to, they now get profit. They they may get a free 50 grand in, in a couple years when the property sells because I created a smart contract 50 years prior. Those type of things I would, I would encourage people to kind of look more into because, again, I'm not the expert on any of this stuff. I'm learning just like many other people. But in my search and in my research, I'm finding out different ways that kind of empower us to have ownership down the line. And I believe those are different ways that we can create generational wealth versus the traditional ways of old because a lot of those ways are becoming obsolete. A lot of those even companies that we may have invested in in the, in the 80s it may not be the, the wave today, you know what I'm saying? So it don't make sense to uh, continue the things of old, especially when you can kind of see them dying out just for the sake of being stubborn or being being uh, for the sake of saying, well, it's always worked, so what's going to be different now? Well, shit is different now, you know what I mean? So I just want people to kind of educate themselves on it um, in whatever avenue or facet they choose to, but I, don't, I do think it's very important because this is how we become players in the game the future and this is how you get ahead yeah i agree i'm with you on that did you know about smart contracts nah i didn't know i mean it just sounds to me from you saying that it just sounds like wholesaling it sounds a little bit of wholesaling but they putting it on the on the blockchain wholesaling uh no not wholesaling no nah, no nah, in the sense of the same like because when you wholesale, you're 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 in the middle of the buyer and the seller, so you don't own the property. So basically, that smart contract is in the middle of the buyer and the seller, and they get one percent whenever it sells. You saying? Well, no, it's like now, like you know, today if you sell your property, yeah, yes and no. You sell your property today, um, you get your profit. That's it, right? So it's it's the same concept of an NFT. You put something on the blockchain, it sells, you are the owner of it. So no matter how many times that sells, based on whatever your contract is, it could be 10%. No matter how many times it's sold, you can put something up for $100, somebody buys it, boom, you made $100. Now they go and sell it for $10,000, but you get 10%. Now you get 10% of that 10,000. The next person buy, uh, sells it for 100,000, now you still get 10% of that, that, that hundred thousand. So every time it's sold, because you're the owner of it, you get a portion of that sale. And the reason why that's so revolutionary in the art world is because same concept back in the day, Michelangelo or Picasso, whoever, they sell a painting for 50 grand. Somebody buys it for 50 grand. So now that's it. That family don't get nothing. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? 
But with the blockchain, it 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 gives ownership and no, it gives an undisputed understanding of who the owner is because it's on the blockchain and it's documented. And it gives that person an opportunity to profit off of their work in perpetuity, which means in layman's terms, forever. Word, but but just so we clear, they're doing that with properties now, is what you're saying. Like how with the smart what yeah, with the smart contract. So with yeah, it, uh, you can make dope. a smart contract with with anything. Yeah, you can make a smart contract with a laptop. Yeah, you know I, I'm I understand. The I'm saying so. Every time the house sells, they get a percentage, one percent. No yeah, matter, or whatever you whatever, yeah, whatever contract you agree. agrees with. But like, yep, but how but, does that work? Because technically, you're doing a contract with somebody who doesn't even own the house on the technical side of it. If they're in the mortgage, no, they do own no no no. They do own the house. If you buy my house for me and I sell a house for $500,000. Oh, so you have to be an outright and, owner for this to work. You can't be in a mortgage or nothing. Because if you're in a mortgage, you nah, really don't I mean, own it. Well, if you're in a mortgage, you really don't own it, it's true. Um, but again, because I, I don't want to right, right, right. misspeak. Right, right, right. I got you. I got you. But it's happening. But, that's that's the way. Yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. That's happening. And hell yeah, that's the way you got there. <laughs> that's a beautiful wave. You better get your surfboard and get on that motherfucker. <laughs> Were and so things like that all tie into this meta and crypto and all of these different things. So for people who are just you know dismissing it, and, ah, fuck that, I ain't got time for that. Like I got bills. Yeah, my nigga, but like you got bills and you paying your bills from your job. No shade. Your job is is providing you the opportunity to provide for you and your family. Salute. We all in the same boat. But, and everybody doesn't think the same way. I'm only speaking to the people who have a similar mindset. If you're looking at it like, damn, I got to be with this job until I'm 65 in order to cash out on my 401k, my 401k, you know, might give me, I don't know, Six figures, whatever it is, you you name it, three, four, five hundred grand when it's all said and done. That sounds great, but we know today a hundred thousand ain't what a hundred thousand was ten years ago, let alone thirty. You know what I'm saying? So you talking about another twenty-five years? You got to be working thirty years. You got to be working to get three hundred. That three hundred may only be worth one hundred in in twenty-five years. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you really losing the value of a dollar. We know isn't backed by gold anymore. And we know that, you know, they're just printing money. Last year was the most the most money that they printed in the history of the Federal Reserve. And we see that with all the stimulus checks they gave out. All this, so the money ain't worth shit. You know what I mean? So it would it would serve us better to invest in something that's gonna make us more money, and we ain't even got to do no work, as opposed to you know putting it in a savings account where you only earning one percent interest. And if you value if the value, I think the value of a dollar goes down don't quote me on this number because it could be higher or lower but say like three and a half percent or something like that the value of a dollar decreases like three and a half percent every year or something like that what am i doing if i'm saving my money for a rainy day my shit is it's losing value by the day so i need to be investing this bread in a way to where i can be oh it's rain just as profitable <laughs> you can't stop the rain <laughs> Word. We'll cut your water off yeah. before you can cash out, goddamn. <laughs> <laughs>
cutting your water off is hilarious. But um, yeah, that was my uh, serious talk for the day. Um, but uh, I didn't have I didn't have anything else. I don't know if y'all had anything else that uh that happened or what or, or that y'all wanted. I got to get the story all the way, but um, it's a dude. And mind you, I just read it briefly, so don't don't kill me on it. But it was a dude somewhere working from home. You know what I'm saying? Homie went to go. I don't know if he went to walk downstairs, get the coffee or something. Homie slipped, fell, and got hurt. So then he filed for workman's comp. Of course, the insurance and the job didn't feel it was liable because he was working from home. And I guess he finally just won the settlement. So he's a legend. You know what I'm saying? Nigga worked from home, <laughs> slipped and fell, however that went down. <laughs> wink, wink. And then got workman's comp from working from home. Legend. That's hard. That's legend. Was, that shit get out to the wrong people. <laughs> no, nah, like, no, it's like, out. Yeah, it was out right there. <laughs> but they about to re they about to re-whip that whole, you know, because a lot of more people are working oh, from yeah. home and curbside and all that. So they about to re- Best believe they're gonna rewrite that. They ain't dang on you ain't about to just see man niggas falling in the crib getting workman's comp. Nah. That's but, a fact. But Especially got... after this story came out. But shout out to him. He's a legend and he should be saluted. Matter of fact, I'm gonna give his ass a round of applause. You deserve it, my brother. Good job. <laughs> Found it. <laughs> the founder of the home, the home workman's comp. That motherfucker probably yeah. getting, walking and getting them checks, listening to DMX, just like I'm slipping, falling, and getting that money. Like, damn, this nigga <laughs> put a robe on and everything. Walking to, <laughs> walking to the mailbox with that plane. That's wild. Word. Um, so you know, like always, um, you know, everybody who isn't currently subscribed, please make sure y'all subscribe to the podcast on Apple and on Spotify. Make sure that. Everybody is shopping for your life as I see it. Podcast candles, as well as all the other smell goods and your your sprays and, and candles and all of that on LuxCollectionLLC.com. Everybody out there, make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend. And until next time, anything Rico. Jewish lawyers to retain case they come and get us. Uh, I put up numbers in a spelling bee. Shoot. Where I'm from, everyone was trying to sell a key. Hollow. I was one wrong move from a felony. I can hear mama now what she was telling me. Rico music, Rico music, Rico music, Rico music.